Somebody had our birthday. One time I for the birthday, that girl. <laughs> I feel so good. You know, usually I hate my birthdays. Uh-huh. This one was extraordinary. Oh, cool. Extraordinary birthday. What did you do? Share with the people if you don't mind. Mm. I don't mind. Well, I met someone, and it's still fairly new. But he was fun to hang out with, and he wanted to celebrate my birthday. So it started off with that. And then I was with my sister for two. I didn't really actually do anything. If I look back and tell you what I did. No, I was with my sister and I love my sister. So I was with yeah. my sister and my nephew and we like cooked and watched a movie and then ordered takeout. And then we came here and then my roommate surprised me with the cat. Oh, the cat cool. just showed up, which was killing. And then I kept forgetting that the cat was here. So he would like leave to the room and he would come back. And then I was like, you know, because he left, Walter would, he left after he dropped off Rob. Oh. So I would forget that Rob was here. And then I'd be like doing my thing, vibing out to music with Alex. He showed me some ridiculously dope records that were so good. I'm like, not, I have never been hip to Anna Wise, but now I know her. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my Little God. Sims. I love her. <sighs> I was introduced to her through musically introduced to her through Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, that's what Walter yeah. told me. That, that So the record that I listened to was her first breakout record. Oh, so good. She hit him with the, I do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. She said, yeah. I'm hoping to be more honest or something. I want to be more honest in hopes that I can attract more honesty. And I was uh -huh. saying, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm like melted into the couch, right? Listening to this. Oh, yeah. Couch. And I'm like, that's deep right this. there. Oh, yeah. The whole record was just really, really well done. So I was vibing out to that. And then Robbie would come in. Rob's the cat. Robbie mm -hmm. would come in randomly. And I would freak out. Like, I, because I forgot he was there. Oh, what a good day. And then people kept buying me food. And there's a sixth love language, and it's called food giving. And that's my love language. <laughs> I love people. I remember, I'm not going to say any names, but I remember when somebody like bought you a taco and you were like, mm -hmm. I was like, that's my food. See that he, he was very close to stealing my heart. Give get, He had one more day. He kept day. getting you food. He kept getting, I told him once, I said, my love language is food. And then he kept bringing, and even if he didn't get me food, anytime I said I was hungry, he made sure that we made it to get food. I was like, you better stop because I'm falling in love. I love, I love it. I, 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 and I'm so bad at getting gifts, but if you tell me you're going to get me food, I'm really good at receiving food. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so good at receiving food. Oh, yeah. I Anything love it. with cheese, chocolate. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, that was my birthday. It was really, normally, I don't, I don't know, my birthday makes me feel old, but I decided this year, actually. Okay. And I'm going to start rounding up. So I'm 30 now. And I'm going to be 30 until I turn 31. And when I turn 31, I'll be 35 for five years. And then I'll be 40 for five years. And then 45. But I'm not going to do the in-between ages. So I'm 30 now. <laughs> hey. uh, but I don't know. Usually my birthday gives me, like, anxiety. I'm always like, oh, my God, I'm getting old. What have I done? But this one was just, uh, I think it's because I spent a lot more time like meditating and oh yeah being in the moment doing yoga watching yeah. dope art movies i don't know it's just so great in this moment to be thankful and look i have new eyelashes 
I love it. I was just trying to compliment you on that. For those who are listening, I can see uh, Gina. So I'm looking at her eyelashes and they are so beautiful. Well, she's already beautiful. It's funny, like if you see somebody that's really beautiful and then they do like one little thing and then you're like, how did you get more beautiful? <laughs> I feel so fluttery. <laughs> I just want to keep like flicking them, flick, flicking them, flick, fluttering, flashing them, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hello, hello, everyone saying hello with your eyelashes. They're magnetic, the ones with the magnetic line. So I just did the liner. Oh, cool. And then I just stuck them on with my hands. Cause, um, so, so you remember this last Phillips trip? That was the first time I used fake lashes ever. Oh, really? Yeah, so I didn't know how to put them on. I would have to wake up like 45 minutes earlier every day just so I could be like trying to stick them on. And oh my God, it was a nightmare. But I love the way they look and they made me feel so fancy. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. But my sister got me, uh, my oldest sister got me the magnetic lashes and you just pop them on. She was like, I got something for you, girl. She That's was like, awesome. Yeah, she was like, I know you don't know how to do all this makeup stuff. <laughs> I was like, give me it all. Give it to me. <laughs> Colorful chapstick, magnetic eyelashes, everything. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it? Cre like brightening creams? Because I don't use concealer, but the brightening mm -hmm. cream is like a brightens your face. Oh, yeah, because there's this plate, there's this uh, brand that I'll tell you about when we're not. Because <laughs> not uh, Yeah, right, exactly. But it allows you to look dewy. You know, like when you've been outside and you have oh, like yeah. the natural glow. It it gives you that dewy look, but mm -hmm. you don't have to apply makeup. Because I really like my freckles. People can't see it, but you can't. And so I don't really like putting on um what is that called? Uh, concealer, uh, foundation. Well, I'll put on concealer just like for the bags. I'm in natural form right now, but I'll do that. But I don't like uh, foundation. Foundation, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like that because I'll hide like blemishes and things of that sort, but I don't like to hide my freckles at all. Yeah. I have like a mole on, mm -hmm. this, on the left side. Yeah, on the left side of my cheek. That I love because I love stuff like that. I love like little marks and moles and stuff on mm -hmm. on your skin. It's like my favorite thing. So for me, we did a, a shoot with the Phillips Center. I don't remember when, and they put makeup on my face, and I was like, "Don't, don't take the mole. <laughs> That's my part of my face. Don't, don't take my mole out. <laughs> don't take my mm -hmm. my like eye because my eyes are deep set too." And then I realized my face looks weird if I don't have like this under eye. They're not dark circles. I don't know what they're called. But like just this maybe definition under my eye, like where yeah, my yeah. eyes are a little bit more. See, like if I do, yeah, like I get a what you thing, mean. You know, <laughs> you can see. Mm -hmm. a but I, my yeah. face looks weird without it. Maybe just because I got used to it. But yeah, I realized I love makeup. I love nail polish. I'm turning yeah. like more. Uh, I'm like embracing my femininity as I get older. I like that. Mm -hmm. Me and my sister were talking about that this past weekend about embracing femininity. And I was talking about, I saw these two little girls playing and I was like, oh, I really want that. Like I, and I was, and then she, you know, she's very, I don't want to use the word woke because it's been so trivialized nowadays, <laughs> but she's yeah. very uh, well-read and knowledgeable on like gender and uh how people identify and so she was just i was like i corrected myself before she could i was like i like the energy 
you know, the feminine energy, whether Mm -hmm. no matter what uh, body the energy comes in, you know, I just like that type of energy. And she was like, yeah, because you can have a daughter and she might not have feminine energy. She might be very masculine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) I'm not going to argue with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You know what I mean? I think when I was little, I used to, you know, like when you're, I don't know, maybe it was just when I was little, that tomboy thing was the cool thing. Like, oh, I'm a tomboy. Look at me. I wear right. sneakers. What is it, that Taylor Swift song? She wears high heels. I wear sneakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know what I'm talking about. Short shorts. I yeah. Wear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could see it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I know what you're So about. that was like the vibe when I was growing up. Like, oh, yeah, the tomboys. We're the cool ones. And I guess maybe when I was little, I didn't pay too much mind to like more I don't want to say feminine feminine is not the word but maybe like more cosmetic things you know like yeah thinking about like my makeup or thinking about like how I dressed I wasn't really conscious of my appearance I guess and then I just I don't know maybe it was like in the last two years I was like man I want to put mascara (laughs) I know and it started with mascara and then I was like I'm gonna try eyeshadow or whatever I still don't wear a lot of it but it's nice to do it when I want to yeah like And then I feel like, because uh, for the longest time, I was like, oh. see, this is the thing with when you talk about like feminine, femininity, masculinity, like now people are starting to embrace that everything is everything. But when I was little, it wasn't like that. Oh, no. Like, I'm not feminine enough or I'm too feminine. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh-huh. It was a shit show. But now I kind of feel, I don't know, I feel like good in my skin this year. Isn't that crazy? That's good, I'm though. I'm to enjoy my birthday. I love it. Yeah, it was pretty You deserve cool. that. Thank you. I think Real everybody true. deserves that, yeah. Oh, yeah. To be able to, like... Most definitely. And I was overwhelmed. I just thought I wanted to cry the whole weekend. I was so overwhelmed because I was so happy. I was like, damn, my life is so good. I have my sister. We have this mm-hmm. podcast, and we like have always been friends but now we've been making it more of like a priority to connect oh yeah and I've been watching cool movies and listening to cool music and I feel just I don't know like I needed to breathe for a long time and I got this chance I hate it because it took like a pandemic for me to realize this no I don't think it took a pandemic to realize this I just mm-hmm. I think I would have realized it but I feel bad because a lot of people were going through like bad shit during this right right but for me it's been like a really enlightening experience because I've been sitting I've made like some hard realizations about myself Mm. and they were like I mean I guess that I I guess if I think about it like that it's been hard but I'm not thinking about it like that so it's been enlightening (laughs) oh yeah yeah this is this is great I discover something about myself I'll get mad for a little bit or defensive because naturally (laughs) That's how it goes. Um, and then I'll reflect on it a little bit more. And then I'm just more c- conscious of like what I can do different to change it if I want a change. Or maybe if maybe if I realize that it doesn't need to be changed and that I should just stop letting something around me decide that it's bad, you know? Right. Damn, my life is good. I feel good, Raquel. I, I like it. Good. I like it. My curls are off like today too. You said period. Period. I feel good. How are you doing? How did you spend my birthday? I know, right? Actually, yesterday was a pretty tough day. No, not yesterday. Uh, Monday was actually really good. That was when your birthday was. Monday was really, really 
um, a good day. Like I laid in the grass with the puppy. I have a puppy now. Her name is Stella. Stella by Starlight. Stella Bella. If you uh, <laughs> if you have treats, you can call her that. <laughs> but uh, no, I just spent a lot of time with her. Went on a couple of walks with her. Just laid in the grass and just watched the wind blow through the trees. So it was a really like mellow day and got a lot of reading done and I um text Gina happy birthday at like four or something I was like yeah she thought I forgot I didn't forget <laughs> I was just too too uh busy out like you know stargazing or cloud gazing then I was like oh yeah my girl I got I got a text there because you know it's not as simple as like if you live down the street or mm -hmm. you know so yeah, just text you, hit you up, um, and then after that, I made like a really good dinner. You know, I had a birthday dinner for you in your absence. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I haven't really been watching, like, I was going to watch a movie or something, but I haven't really been watching movies. I've been watching like shows and series and things of that sort, mm -hmm. and I've taken like a break from scrolling yeah yeah it's needed i was like all right that's enough like i was scrolled and saw something it was really like sad and messed up and i was like oh, okay <laughs> yeah oh my god me too i, I gotta go to overwhelmed mm -hmm. mm. i was like i gotta go all right guys that's it for me <laughs> let me out yeah you know what's funny though i feel like because I got so used to scrolling, because I deleted the apps too. Like, I just completely just mm -hmm. took them off my phone. I didn't make like a post or an event about it, but for me, I needed the break too. Mm -hmm. And like, I noticed, so, because you, okay, I realize how much I get distracted. Like, I pull out my phone and I start scrolling, but then I pull out my phone, and basically, smartphones are a brick without social media, I realized. It does nothing. So I'm like, uh, okay, put it down, <laughs> and there's nothing to do on it. And then, uh, I'll be like, maybe I should practice handstands. Maybe I should. And then I'm like, why am I trying to distract myself? The whole point <laughs> of deleting these apps was so that I wouldn't get distracted. And here I'm trying to distract myself. It's so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so That's how it goes. It. Mm -hmm. It's insane. The brain is really powerful. Yeah. I feel like I sleep better too. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. at night you'd be like looking at your phone. Mm -hmm. and then you're like staring at the blue light and I guess it, it's been scientifically proven that it's like help makes you not fall asleep because the blue light they have mm -hmm. like glasses now blue light glasses blocker oh yeah a lot of time and so for me I would like lay in bed and be like scrolling looking at puppies and memes or whatever and then I would just not fall asleep but now I'll like pull out my phone and there's again nothing to do on a smartphone if you don't have social media apps and I just lay down and pass out. I've been sleeping like actually like seven and a half hours every night. Oh, that's dope. You're like consistency. Mm -hmm. I've had I to like go that. on a little bit, uh, not on my like not on my wall, but like uh, there was a point where I had to delete something off of one of the pages that I managed. So I like went, I did facebook.com forward slash page name exactly to go delete it, and it got off. And then, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, because your dad messaged me about sharing that 
dope video that you guys did for Father's Day. That car center video, you know what I'm talking about, right? Where you sing oh, Indigo yeah. and yeah. Yes. Mm. So I was like, okay, because he messaged me to share it. And I was like, yeah. So I went and I shared it. And then I was like, because I didn't make like an event about posting it. I was just like, all right, I'm leaving again. I thought like now because I posted that, it was kind of dope because then I was like, well, it kind of looks like I've been on here. So now I can maybe take a little more time than I want, you know, and nobody will notice because I, po you know, I have to do stuff for uh, like the AV Bebop uh, videos that I have to put up and then that thing that I share. And so I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just like milk this and spend like m the rest of quarantine with minimal social media. And oh, just yeah. Let, like the little <laughs> make make believe that I'm on it and then just not interact I just can't do it anymore it's yeah. so much it's a lot it is it's becoming a little bit I guess it's reflecting reality mm -hmm. and I think um I don't think people need to take breaks from reality but they need to make sure that the things that they are feeding to themselves are conducive to the reality that they are in right now so although there's a lot of mm -hmm. things happening in the world right now which is a whole different conversation but there's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now but that's not a lot of our our realities right now so i know stuff happening maybe even 30 miles from here but it's not happening in my front yard mm -hmm. so although i need to make sure to support and you know what I mean? Like uplift yeah. and reach out to people. I also need to enjoy the fact that I live in a, I'm in a safe environment right now and the grass is green and the sun is shining. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. pay attention to what's actually happening in front of me versus like trying to worry and be on the front lines of things that maybe I can't control right now mm -hmm. and be okay with that because you know, a lot of times you can deal with self get like the guilt yeah, of seeing yeah. something and not being able to help. Mm -hmm. So that's what social media was doing for me. Like I was seeing all this heartache and people going through it. And I'm seeing like, not to get somber, but like marriages breaking up. And uh, I'm seeing like people who I viewed in one way, they're now acting out, but it's all just like people are stressed out. Yeah you know and they and a lot of people just don't know how to unplug or just go okay let's take a pause yeah and figure this thing out so seeing a lot of hurt and I'm like all right I, I'm a very like a, by nature I'm like a mother mm -hmm. so like I like to mother people and make sure that everybody is okay and so watching everybody like in this turmoil term turmoil am I saying that right mm -hmm. is a little stressful for me because I'm like if you guys would just only just eat some food and take a nap yeah oh my god for me I like it's the same thing I'll see the stuff and then one of the things with the guilt with everything politically going on right now and then the virus I'm like I spent I, what I was doing is uh I was trying to share resources and then I realized yo am I doing anything else I was like trying to, but I was spending so much time on the media. So I was like, I'm going to put this away and I'm going to actually read. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to actually mm -hmm. go find positions, sign the petitions. I'm going to go vote. I voted for my birthday yesterday. I, it was the first time I voted in person because I've had to do absentees for my entire life because I've been traveling. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to have to do it this year, but then all the camps got canceled. So I actually got to vote in person this time. 
but I get so caught up in seeing the scrolling that I forget to actually do something. I've been trying to actually do something. Reading, um, I started a book that was really good. I don't, I mean, it's really good, but I haven't read far enough in it to like say for sure that I love it. Um, mm-hmm. I love it so far. And watching shows and really like sitting and thinking about, I don't know, just the state of the world in a more right. productive way, I guess, instead of mm-hmm. just being mad and posting on, which is dumb because like I can be mad, but at the same time, it's like not really my personal struggle. So being mad doesn't really do anything for anybody. And even not for me, it doesn't do anything, you know, because I'm just another mad ally that's not reading. So I was like, all right, I'm going to read. <laughs> I'm going to do research. I'm going to have difficult conversations. I'm going to like, uh-huh. whatever. And that's been dope. Because I actually, before quarantine, I, I read a lot. I would read like a book a week. Oh, yeah. Because I read during my commutes. I don't ride the train anymore. So I have just not thought about reading. It's just not occurred to me because I'm not commuting. And so right. being able to sit down and read again, oh, I was like, I didn't even realize how much I missed it until I was reading. And then I was like, oh, man, I'm a nerd. I forgot. <laughs> say, I'm a nerd. I forgot. <laughs> I like that. I like that you read because it kind of frees you from, well, I guess, what type of books do you read? Well, okay. So I started off reading a lot of technical books. So they have to be doing like with the way the brain processes things. Um, and that led to a bunch of self-help books because mm-hmm. naturally. So then I was like on a self-help book kick. I still read a lot of them, but I meant like where I was exclusively reading those kinds of books. And then I realized that I was only reading that. So I was like, maybe I should try to read some fiction. So I started reading science fiction because I love science fiction. And then like um, I went through like the Harry Potter series, fantasy fiction kind of stuff, Game of Thrones. I was like, this will be my fun reading. And then the other one will be my reflective reading. And then I started trying to read biographies. Right now I'm trying to read more historical things because uh, I hate reading history things, but I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm too old to make that excuse anymore. So I'm going to just do it. That was like my least favorite subject growing up. I "I hate this. Uh, History is, I can't remember all these dates. But what I'm trying to do is instead of remembering the dates, I'm just trying to remember like the, the eras of things happening yeah and the story just the yeah and like the know. whole concept about everything so right now i'm trying to read history books i have man i have a huge book list oh i'm trying to read some stuff in spanish so there's a book fahrenheit 451 that i'm tr- i want to read it in spanish because it's a book that's been on my list um and i'm a slow reader in spanish so not slow but like i guess compared to how i read in english it's just slow <laughs> So I get what you mean. I want to like get that a little bit up more to speed. I don't know if there's. I, I'm not a fan of romance novels, if I'm being honest. Me neither. But besides that, I don't know if there's like a genre that I don't like. Yeah. I wonder if you would like books by Donald Goins. Donald Goins. Well, we'll find out because I'm gonna Google him. How do you spell that? <laughs> Donald Goins. G O I N E S. Yeah. Ooh. All right. I'll let you know. You're going to be like, Raquel, what were you? I was reading that in high school, and I look back like, if my siblings were reading these type of books. <laughs> I mean, they're very realistic. 
you know, they're based off of like like dark hood stories. Yeah. Oh. And I'm and it's very realistic in the things that occur. Mm-hmm. You know. But I was like, wow. I've never seen people write from that perspective of like because a lot of times when we write books and they're basically, you know, say it's a book about addiction and it's a, you know, true story. A lot of the times we don't write from the perspective of the addicted. We write from the perspective of the person that's being affected or afflicted by the addicted. Yeah. But he kind of writes from the perspective of the person that is addicted or the person that is the gangster, like from their point of view versus like the people around them, you know? I like stories like that. I know, right? Because then you feel like, I mean, you get to the end of the story and you sympathize with the, I guess, in a normal scenario would be like the, the antagonist. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I get you. I under-. And it kind of goes to show how like, man, anything, anything, not, not justified. Anything can't be justified, but anything can happen and you can think and it, that it's right and it can make sense that you got there. And then it could also been, have been the right choice to go there. But mm-hmm. on the outside... It just looks like messed up. Mm-hmm. I, I love like action stuff where it has like really, uh, uh, where they go really in depth on the antagonist. I think that's super cool. Yeah, because it allows me, I don't know, like from an early age, I realized that most people don't know the bad guy's full story. Mm-hmm. And we allow like this, even if it's big, you know, like they, I'm not going to name some of the guys in this world that have done some really, really bad things, but I'm always, I was always curious, like, when I would ask why they did it, I didn't mean, like, did the person do something to them yeah. to make them do what they did? I mean, what happened from birth Yeah. <laughs> that led them to become this person that would be okay with doing this act and i think a lot of times people don't spend time worrying about or trying you know they don't spend time helping themselves or you know we have so many distractions in this world you know oppression work Mm -hmm. (laughs) not to put them in the same sentence but you know oppression work relationships that a lot of times people don't spend time making sure that they're okay so in turn you kind of like a creature uh created from your circumstances versus like taking control of your circumstance if that's making sense taking control of your circumstance so that you won't just be a product of your environment because being a product of your environment is not always okay yeah that's true i think we talked about it well i don't know if we talked about it on the first episode but we talked about it before we decided to make this a podcast about how a lot of times we like to blame our parents and the parents have a lot to do with uh what you know we grow up to be but a lot of times we like lean on that thing like oh because when I was little or oh my mom did or oh my father did that we don't like really reflect on why we're doing what we're doing there's there's like a quote in it and it says like can't continue to rely on the self defense mechanisms that we needed to protect us because a lot of times we don't need them to protect us anymore 
Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. You're like, that's, di- that's deep. Yeah. That's and then I was like, uh, you know, you, I, I feel like for a while I was also doing that too. Like, rely- I still probably do. I fr- There's stuff probably that I still do that I haven't even caught yet or maybe hasn't happened since then or haven't thought about it or maybe I haven't even realized that I'm doing it, that I'm like responding in the same way that I was when I was a child in danger, but I'm not anymore. I'm an adult mm-hmm. and I'm not in danger. I like that you said that because it reminded me about, sorry, I'm fat. I'm rewinding all the way back <laughs> to the tomboy and the femininity. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times I did not want to showcase how feminine I was because I was afraid to. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like if I appeared more masculine that I would be safer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel, I wonder if in, in a lot of uh, POCs or uh, women of color, WOCs, if a lot of the things that we are not able or we're not secure with, do they root back to trying to make sure that you are safe and that, yeah. you know? Because I recall recently, I don't, you know, I've been uh, abstaining from alcohol because I figure like, what am I celebrating? Uh, I'm not, you know, I just can't, I don't judge anyone by the way I'm talking about for myself. I can't like just drinking around the house and this, that, and another. Mm -hmm. And so I also have like a mate who really doesn't like it when people drink for the most part. Like he's really good at being a chameleon at a party and making people think that he is drinking, but he isn't the whole time. So he'll take, he'll take the shot and throw it back and be like, ah, oh, thank you. Like he, he, he doesn't really like it because of family history, which is his business to tell. So, um, but with me, I remember early on, he used to tell me like, speaking of defense mechanisms, he would tell me like, yeah, I don't like it when you drink, you should probably stop drinking. And for the longest time, I would be so combative about that, like, and defensive. But then after I sat down and really thought about it and talked it out, he's like, you know, you're, he, he looks at it realistically, like you're slowly poisoning yourself, which you are. That's what it is. As much as everybody, you know, the, even the science, if you actually look at it in a scientific way of what the alcohol does and why it makes you feel the way you feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's just like, you know, he doesn't like it because people do become, your inhibitions are lower. Mm-hmm. So it's not that he doesn't, he wants people to be controlled. He just doesn't want them to be the worst version of themselves around him. Yeah. And I'm like, I respect that. But I had to like understand that and kind of drop it. Like, okay, what are you actually saying to me? Mm-hmm. And he's saying, I don't want you to poison yourself or have an addiction to anything or, you know what I mean? And I want you to be okay, you know what I mean? And be able to express yourself without an extra uh, uh, accelerant or whatever it's called, like a flame, you know how you put like lighter fluid on something? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that you're becoming more self-reflective because it allows you to grow, Mm. even though growing ain't easy. Mm -mm. (laughs) Growing Mm. is not easy. Did you check, did I tell you about a tune uh, by Kirk Franklin called Just For Me? Mm-mm. It talks about um, a lot of times we are asking for stuff so that we can self-serve. 
versus a lot of things happen to you so you can bless other people. You know what I mean? Like they're not happening for you to just be like, hi, I'm Gina, I play trombone, I'm the best. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because I look at a person like my dad and it's only because I'm seeing the inside and the outward. So I have both views of him and he could just play the bass, show up to a gig, say hi and bye to kids and Mm -hmm. be on his way. But a lot of the times, the amount of mentoring that he does, to me, is exhausting. Because I'm like, how do you maintain that level of just constant? Like, his phone is like, I need you. I need you. Help. What do I do? And he's, he doesn't, he's not bitter about it. He's not like, oh, another person. Uh, he's like, yeah, let's, let's get you going. Let's make sure. So... A lot of times we think that these gifts that have been bestowed on us are just for us so that we can receive a prize or money or, you know, but honestly, just think about your story and how you came to be as far as trombone playing, especially professionally. Yes, it did take a lot of hard work, but you're also just talented. You know what I mean? Not just talent, but you're also talented. (laughs) And that gift is given to you so that you can in turn uh, or in return help somebody else Mm -hmm. and make sure that they can get through. Because I know a lot of times musicians think they're just playing music and making money and traveling the world. But there's somebody listening to and just like us, we have a song we listen to that somebody probably just went in there to make so they can make money and they put Mm -hmm. it on the album. But to us, we're like oh my God, this song saved my life. Or, oh my God, this reminds me of my family or this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what the song's about. Okay, I'm going to check it out. You know what's funny? Um, You just made me think about how, so when I was growing up, I was really, I don't know what you would call it. Maybe it was I was a pushover. Maybe it was just that I was a yes man, that I had a problem saying no. But I always thought of everybody else before me first. And then I got older and I was like, uh, I'm not doing that anymore. And I was like, I'm going to be really selfish. I was like, my 20s is the time to be really selfish. And I was as selfish as I could be. Sometimes I wasn't selfish enough. Sometimes I was too selfish. Uh, (laughs) It's hard to measure when you don't know how much selfish you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be. Um, But I feel like I'm at an age now where I have had my time being selfish and I by nature want to help people but I have figured out a balance of how to take care of myself while still helping people and that feels really good to know that you know to be able to be like Mm -hmm. I can give without being sucked dry and it makes me grateful for spending those years being selfish and just thinking about me and my schedule taking time to be single to really spend time with myself and even when I was dating people to still make myself a priority it's been cool i'm happy man i love it (laughs) i'm all over here just (laughs) yeah i know it's been it's been a good year and it's gonna be and i usually can tell how the year is gonna be before it gets there like um i knew into 24 i knew that that was gonna be a, a year of immense growth but a lot of it was gonna be circumstantial and the next year I was like this is when I'm gonna have to push for some growth 
Like I'm gonna have to push in my work and my personal life is gonna suffer and it did. And I'm just gonna have to like, like let myself focus on this one thing for a little bit. And then the next year I was like, this is a year of immense growth, but, uh, but more reflect, like more per- like personal, like mental growth. And then the year after that, it was like, now it's time to figure out how to put it all together. And now I feel like I don't have it all together, but I have like a plan. I know how to, I feel like I want to prioritize myself. And in that sense, like when I'm thinking about my career, thinking about what makes me happy instead of just what impresses people, taking the time to spend time with myself, taking the time. Yeah, because I would be working so hard that if I rested, I would feel guilty. So now I'm like, fuck that, I'm going to rest and I'm going to just like love it. I'm going to love this rest. Oh, yeah. So into this rest. So this year I feel like is going to be a lot of spiritual growth. It's already been a lot of spiritual growth. Yeah. Like, how do I explain? Spiritual growth and then like spiritual musical growth. Like not technically, not like technical musical, but like emotional. The feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be like, I want to get a part-time job. I want to work at a coffee shop and meet coffee people. I saw this video the other day of an Air AeroPress, and I realized coffee people are really bougie. There's like a whole coffee cult. Is it cult? Yeah, it is. It's cult the word. I don't know, but it felt like a cult when I was watching that video. When I worked in the corporate world, I sat next to a guy who, you know, he sat a little further, but we were close. He was like my neighbor. I had, co- I brought in like some, this is when I drank coffees. I brought in like some Tim Hortons or something, which is a Michigan or uh, as far as I know, Michigan and uh, Canada thing. Hmm. Uh, Cause Tim Horton was a hockey player in Canada. And he slapped the coffee like he was being funny, but I don't think he meant to do it as hard as he did or like actually for it to happen. But he swatted at my coffee and slapped my coffee out of my hands like, how you will not drink this. And then he opened up his drawer and he had like a press. I didn't know that's what it was. And then he had like, uh, he had like a tea kettle, like the, to, the electric tea, yeah, yeah, whatever, the, yeah, I know water. And then he like pressed me some fresh coffee and it was the best coffee I've ever had. And I was like, why do you have this setup? He was like, oh, you should see what I have home. And he started naming all the equipment he had. And I'm just like, okay. Damn. And he was like, you cannot drink bad coffee. I refuse to have you drinking bad coffee. I was like, okay. So yes, it they are serious. That's a real thing. <laughs> I was like, I want to start drinking coffee. Now. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. I'm Mm-mm. already so like wired. I but we got, um, Alex's birthday was recent too, so I got him a French press for his birthday. Oh, cool. And then I broke the French press. So to replace the French press that belonged to Walter, I got him an Aero press. And I want to make coffee, like one coffee in each one of them. Well, even three, like a stovetop coffee, an Aero press coffee, a French press coffee. And I want to taste all of them to like, can I feel the difference? Because like, I don't know anything about coffee, like not like that. You know what's a fun fact about me? I used to run a Big B in college. Really? Damn. I was like the store manager or the store, the top barista in the, because mm-hmm. our particular store 
they did the art and stuff like that. So I had to go to barista school where you learn how to do the espresso art wow. and the foam art and stuff like that. I was in that class for like three months. It was crazy. Like 12 week wow. course to learn how to become a barista. That's only half the time it takes to become a cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you got to put more off. And then you're in training for the for another uh, three months. So it's like a six-month process. Because you have so, to train under a master barista. To become a master barista and to become a law enforcer, law enforcement officer takes the same amount of time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but Shade. I said something, so. Shade. <laughs> but yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just, you know, just, you know, pointing out facts mm -hmm. to make a coffee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was cool because they had like the Big B Bible, which I didn't like the name of it. So I changed the name of ours. I was like the Big B book. <laughs> That's the what it's called. But uh, yeah, it had like all the, it was like thousands of combinations that you had to memorize. And they would have people randomly come in and test you. Like, I want the big bear. I want the blue bear. I want the wow, the caramel marble. I want, and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Would I have to go to barista school? I'm going to go to barista school. I'm about to become a barista. <gasps> I this. So crazy. Wow. I feel like Alex didn't do that, though. Alex worked at a coffee shop. I feel like he didn't go to school. You don't have to do that. That's oh. only if you want to become a, a master barista, like the person who knows how to do all the art and, oh. you know, like drinks that no one knows. It's kind of like being a, there's bartenders and then what do they call those drink Mixologists. makers? Mixologists. Yeah, two different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because mm -hmm. I was like, I feel like I would have noticed if he was <laughs> if he was going to school. <laughs> it was cool talking to you today. I always love it. I love all the things that you bring to the table and to the table. Sorry, I like that saying. All the things you bring to the table. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess next week I would like to talk about like a very like today was a very positive thing we were talking about your birthday i love <laughs> it but i want to keep the positivity rolling um and talk about you know more of our artistry mm -hmm. and what it's like to be women in jazz Ooh, yeah that's great i like that idea for real what brought us to jazz you know mm -hmm. what made us want to play what made us want to continue because a lot of you know the statistics show that a lot of women stop playing music after middle school so uh how were we able to uh push forward that'd be a great thing to Yay. talk about i think that's a great idea Yay! Yeah. then is this the sign off let's sign off uh all right all right Bye, guys. Bye, y'all. <laughs> we'll have a good outro coming soon yeah, to you eventually. all. We'll <laughs> get it together. Theme music. Song, song. I know, right? <laughs> we working on it. We're in there. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.